0: This message was preached as pulpit supply by Jared File. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it is beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Well good morning. Good morning Lord. If you would, turn in your Bibles to First Peter chapter 2, finally to chapter two. Uh, and I've been able to share all of chapter one with you so far uh, at Redeemer. Um, we just finished chapter two last week. Uh, we're starting chapter three th- tonight. Um, the text that uh, Tom read, uh, as I was listening, I was, I was I was just a little disappointed because of a word change that they made. It said "examine and see that the Lord is good," um, but the word there is "taste." Right? There's a difference between examining and tasting. Taste and see that the Lord is good. We we want to experience that. We it's like. Uh, you know, I, I've made the illustration so many times so far. This, this through through First Peter about about that nice, juicy, fresh peach, right? Uh, and you don't examine a nice, juicy, fresh peach looking at it. You taste it. You experience it, and, and, and your your mouth is just flooded with that flavor, right? That's taste and see that the Lord is good. He is is good. You you taste. And see that the Lord is good. I, uh, I have shared with you that recently I went to the doctor. And I had uh, a blood test taken. And uh, to my surprise... Uh, I, 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 am, I am 42. I have, have always had pretty good health. Every time that I've, I've had blood tests taken, everything came back and, and it was good. But this time, uh, to my surprise, I found that my triglycerides were uh, up to 500. Uh, and they told me I was at risk for a heart attack. And they put me on a, uh, a, a cholesterol medicine and uh, uh, also uh, told me that I needed to change my diet. Okay, uh, what does this have to do with our text today? Well, uh, I had to, uh, you know, I had a craving for something before. I had a craving for bacon. <laughs> I had a craving for a steak, right? Uh, I, I wanted, I wanted to, I, I, I'm a meat lover, you know, and when I got a pizza, I wanted one that was a meat lover's pizza or something like that, you know, uh, so, so, uh, and now I'm told if I want to live, <laughs> if, if I, if I want to, uh, you know, keep myself from having a, a a, young, a heart attack at a young age, I need to uh, put away that, that, uh, bacon and those steaks and and uh, the 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 sugary foods that would then produce fat in my body and, and all those kinds of things I need to put away those things and instead I need to learn to crave after something new I need to crave after fruits and vegetables I need to crave after uh, uh, fish and chicken you know the, the the things that that don't have and so uh if This is an example of how in in, in just real life we are putting away an an old craving and longing after something new, craving after something new. And that is right down the line with what our text here is telling us. Throughout, well, I'll go ahead and read it. But our 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 text is telling us that we are to put away an old kind of craving, and to to long for something new, like like a newborn baby craves after it. Uh, let's let's read our text beginning, and we're just going to look at the first three verses of chapter two. So, put away all malice, all deceit, and hypocrisy, and envy. And all slandering like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, give us a craving for your word. Help us, Lord, to long after it. Uh, like a newborn baby. Uh, though we may have been believers for years and decades, uh, Lord, give us, give us a craving like a newborn baby, that we would long after the milk of the Word. Father, open our eyes today, and open our ears, and, and, and sensitize our taste buds, that we might taste and see that you are good in Jesus name amen so we've been looking at first Peter and uh, I-, I want everything to kind of be understood in context um, we began first Peter uh, with a call basically to praise the Lord uh, and he tells us all these things that we are to praise God for and and so let's let's just as we review let's let's be reminded of those things and, and let praise well up in our hearts. If we are, are believers in Jesus, He has caused us to be born again. Amen? Does that want, make you want to shout hallelujah? We've been born again. We're new creatures. Our old person has died. We are a new creature in Christ. That ought to cause us to shout hallelujah. We have a future... That that he has he holds in our hands. We will never be disappointed with it. It will be always spectacular. It will never fade away. It is unfading. It is imperishable. All of those things, and and that ought to cause us to praise him, right? And he holds us in our hands, in his hands. When we feel like we just can't hold on any longer, he holds on to us. And that ought to cause us to praise Him. We have this great privilege of revelation, right? We, we get to see the things that the prophets only dreamed about. Because we have Jesus. We, saw, we, we, don't, we don't Though we do not see Him, we love Him. Because we have recorded in Scripture what He has come and He's finally done that even angels long to look into. Oh, we stand in such a wonderful position. As, as believers, and and that ought to cause us to praise him. And so Peter turns the corner and he says, because of all the magnificent things that God has done for us in Jesus Christ, then we're to live in a certain way. He tells us we're to put off, uh, we're not we're, we're to to uh, put all of our hope, put up all of our our longing and expecting upon. The, the future glory that is to be revealed. We're living as strangers and aliens in this world. We're living as strangers and aliens, not hoping in the things of today, but, but realizing you know it may be a, a light momentary affliction we're going through right now, but oh, the hope of glory that we have. And we, we're to put all of our hope in on. That's how we get through this world as strangers and aliens. We put all of our hope on the, the future that He is coming. We, we also are to strive to be holy as He is holy. You know, He's our Father. He's caused us to be born again. We've brought been brought into a new family. And so we're going to imitate our Father just like He is holy. We should then be holy. I know this is all review. And, and sometimes, maybe, maybe, I don't know if anybody gets tired of hearing it. We ought not get tired of hearing it. I, I, I do the review so that we kind of remember where we're at and what leads up to this point. But anyway, we're, we're called to be holy, we're called to fear God. You know, we call on him as Father, and yet we we fear him, and that keeps us from running off the rails morally. And he calls us to love one another because we've been born again of. Imperishable seed and not perishable. We're to love our fellow believers even though we come from different families, different backgrounds, different ethnic backgrounds, different languages. We love one another sincerely from the heart because we're a part of a new family. And, and we don't look at, at the world as it is in this age, but we look to this future coming in glory where we're going to spend eternity with our brothers and sisters across races, across ethnicities. We will forever sing before the throne, worthy is the Lamb who was slain, who bought a people for Himself from every tribe, tongue, and nation. And then we come to this. He's continuing on with his response. Because of what God has done for us, this is what we do. We are to put away certain things. The the things that as unbelievers we used to crave after. We used to crave, we used to maybe get, get a joy out of malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. You know, why do people gossip? There's there's a there's a feeling of of uh, of of pride maybe of being in the know right y- y- you know something about oh did you hear what and, and, and there's there's this this pleasure that arises sometimes when we gossip and that's that's the old man the man we used to be before we were born again uh, and 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 and. Uh, Malice. Uh, you know, we, we, we don't think of ourselves of, as being characterized by malice, uh, but sometimes there's, there might be a pleasure of, of holding on to uh, 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 a dislike for someone. And the Bible tells us to put away those things. No longer crave after those things. No longer be satisfied by those things. But instead, instead he says, we're to. Long, like newborn infants, long after the pure spiritual milk. What's the relationship between what we're looking at here and what we just looked at last week? You know, we were told to love one another earnestly from the heart. Each of these things that we're told to put off are things that are obstacles to our love for one another. If we have malice in our hearts, or if we lie to one another, or we're just hypocrites, how can you love one another sincerely if we're hypocrites? Right? These are obstacles to our love for one another. We're to put off malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander because those things are things that stand in the way of our being able to love one another. And then he gives us a word on how we're to do that. How do you put off that those old desires, those old cravings? Instead, we crave for something new. You know? Uh, and, and, and I think psychology tells us, tells us this. How do you, you know, replace an old habit? You gotta re- how do you get rid of an old habit? You gotta replace it with something new. You, you know, somebody might crave after a cigarette, right? Uh, I've never, I've never smoked, but you know, uh, a lot of times people have that craving, and maybe it helps them to chew bubble gum or, or to to do something else to to kind of replace that craving. Um, in the same way, we put off the the malice and envy and all of those things and we crave after something new. What do we crave after? We crave after the word of God. You know, uh, we want the, the, the Paul also tells us to be to you know to act like men, uh, to 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 be grown up, you know, to be mature, right? But here he's telling us to be like babies. Okay? And that kind of has a little bit of a dissonance here. But it's not that he, he wants us to be immature. It's not that he wants us to, 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 uh, be, um, to really be like newborn babies. No. The thing about newborn babies that he's drawing this comparison is is in the, in the craving. This longing, this desire. And, and you don't have to tell a little baby to crave after milk, Right? They're born. They're just looking, looking for that. Wanting it, craving it, crying out for it. If they don't have it, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna scream and cry until they get what they need. Right? We ought to have that kind of intensity of craving for the word of God. We have to have that kind of intensity and that deep desire for the word of God, the, the spiritual milk. That it says um, the word the word here where it says pure spiritual milk uh, the word the word spiritual there uh, is not uh, the word for spirit the the typical word for spirit in the Greek language um, uh, is is um, uh, you might hear uh, pneuma, like pneumatics uh, 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 you, you, it, it's like with with wind, with air, um, and uh, the the word spirit is where we get that uh, that idea. Uh, the numa is the word for um, for spirit, uh, but this word, the spiritual milk, is not not the word that we would normally associate with the Holy Spirit. Um, instead, this spiritual milk is logicon, logicon. Uh which actually has more to do with reason, and and the Word. Logos, maybe you're familiar with that. Jesus is the Word that became flesh. The Logos, the divine Logos. Um, Logicon is an adjective. Um, It is also used in uh, Romans um, 12, um, in the very very beginning of Romans 12, where it says uh, we're to um, offer ourselves as living sacrifices, which is our reasonable service or our spiritual worship. Right? Same word there. Uh, it's reasonable. And so um, this uh, longing for the, wor- the, the spiritual milk, because it's kind of based off of that, that, um, that word where we get the logos, uh, many people throughout church history and many, even translations would say to long after the, 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 the word of God. Um, That's pure spiritual milk. He's comparing the Bible to milk. That longing, that craving that that we're to have. Do you want to be able to to, uh, put off malice and envy and deceit and all the things that characterized the person we used to be before we knew Jesus? Then long for the Word. Crave after the Word. Don't feel guilty, feeling like, man, I, I'm just not reading my Bible like I should, and and, and don't feel like um, um, um I need to read my Bible more so God will love me, or so God will accept me. No, 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 no. In response to the fact that we've already, He's already caused us to be born again, we've already been made His child because of the fact that He has done so much miraculous things in our lives, then in response to that, we ought to crave and long for and love His Word. Sometimes we can get motivated by that, uh, that, that performance mentality of thinking like, I've got to do these things so that God will accept me. I've got to do these things so that, uh, so that my life will work out right. But instead, we've got to keep the, the, heart, the horse before the cart and not get him flipped around. We long for God's Word because He's already loved us. He's already accepted us. He's already caused us to be born again. He already has this hope for us. And if we're going to make it through this world with trials and tribulations, what do we need? We need to have a craving for God's Word. To love it. He says... Long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. He wants, he wants us to grow to maturity. He wants us to grow up into maturity. Uh, we, we, uh, um, you know How do we grow as a Christian? How do we get to, to be more mature as Christians? We get into the Word. We study the Word in groups we hear the preaching of God's word we we read bible study material we read the word itself primarily we uh, you know in the ancient world they didn't not everybody had a copy of scripture but my goodness today we live in a day where where bibles are so plentiful you know you can go to a dollar store and get a bible you know you 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 can if if you've got a phone a smartphone you can get a bible for free you know, uh, I mean, it's 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 amazing how 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 the the Bible is so available, and maybe it's because it's so available that we don't long like we should. You know, the saying "familiarity breeds, breeds contempt." Uh, you know, just think about those places in the world where where they're under persecution and maybe the Bible is banned. And 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 you gotta smuggle Bibles into the and the people they long for it so that they can grow into maturity and, and become more like Christ by by tr- the transformation of their minds as they read Scripture and meditate on it. That is how we grow to maturity. And and it says here that by it you may grow up into salvation. Okay. Again, I'm gonna re- remind us of the process. The Bible says. You know, God has already saved us at the cross. He, he purchased me, right? At the cross, He saved me. And we're looking forward to a future glory, right? That, that uh, one day we will, re- we will understand and we will fully see that, fu- that, that, that the, the veil will be torn away and we will see... I'm real. Right. And right now we're in the process of growing up into maturity. And, and, and so there's a present tense also version uh, um, way of speaking of salvation. It's not like it's not like uh, it's not as if we have to contribute to that salvation. It's already been accomplished by Jesus at the cross. And when He he caused us to be born again, it's already been accomplished, but uh, that that process is still ongoing. And, And as we read the Scriptures and grow into maturity, it's leading forward to that one day eschatological final day salvation. If indeed, He says, you have tasted that the Lord is good. So he's, he's saying there's a condition here. If, if indeed, you have, if indeed, he's assuming his hearers there in this church, the churches that he's writing to, they are believers. They are believers. But by saying this, if indeed you have, have tasted that the Lord is good, he, he reminds that there may be some, like John says, who went out from us. Because they were not of us, right? There may be some within the congregation who are false converts. Who, who like Jesus talked about um, the, the path, uh, how, how the sower went out to sow and some fell on the path and some fell on the stony ground and some, and, and some they look like real believers at the beginning, but then they fall away because it gets hard. And he's saying, if you've really tasted that the Lord is good, if, he, if you've really had this experience of salvation, then it ought to produce a love for and longing for the Word of God. You know, that, that's an evidence of salvation in our lives. Do you long for and love the Word of God? That's an evidence that we really have tasted that the Lord is good. We really uh Notice here it's not a command here taste that the lord is good. He's saying if you have indeed tasted that indeed t- if, if you've really tasted then all of those benefits that he's talked about before are already a re- reality. You've been born again. You have a future hope. You, you God is holding you in his hands. You have the, the you you see what even the angels long to look into. If all of those things are true, then you have tasted that the Lord is good. And we ought to we ought to have a life that that looks like that. That looks like we've really tasted that the Lord is good. If we've tasted that the Lord is good, then that, you know, sometimes whenever you eat, you become satisfied and you don't need anymore. But if you've tasted the Lord, all that Tasting just makes you more hungry, right? Uh, When we we eat physical food, we we eat until we get stuffed and then we don't want any more for a while. But when you taste the Lord, the craving never goes away. In fact, it just gets more intense and more real. So, the point today, the point we're driving at, We need to put off our old cravings. The cravings for sin. The cravings that impede our love for one another. And we need to crave after something new. And it's it's so much more important than just... You don't need to eat red meat. You don't need to eat your bacon anymore. You lay off the sugars. Um, no, it's so much more important that we crave and long after the Word of God, that we might grow up and be mature believers, able to face this world that is against us. Do you want to make it in the end? Do you want to reach the end? Do you want to be able to endure to the end which Jesus has promised to those who make it to the end? A crown of life? Then long after the Word.